Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to Top Stories, I am Andy Zaltzman, rummaging around in the archives of the Bugle podcast. In the spring of 2012, democracy fans had a real treat. The US, Mexico, Russia, Greece and France were all going to the polls, so it was only right that issue 194 of the Bugle should have been a global election roundup. Here I am with John Oliver. Top Story this week, election bonanza! Andy... Elections are like buses. Uh, You wait years for them to turn up, then a bunch will turn up at once, a number of them stink, and a few contain some very suspicious-looking characters. All in all, you're left thinking there must be a better way of getting where you need to go. Now, we all know that there is a presidential election going on in the US right now uh, between President Barack Obama and his Republican rival, Lord Mitford of the Michigan Romlingtons. But there are and were a number of other uh, elections around the world that happened recently, so all aboard the election roundup. (laughs) French election news now! And uh, this week, France elected a new president. Now, I know that most people are currently thinking, oh, but hold on, who gives a shit? (laughs) Ordinarily, I would agree with you, but this campaign 
has been pretty interesting. Just maybe a little bit of background for you. The two main candidates were Conservative Nicolas Sarkozy, the tiny Frenchman and husband to an inexplicably attractive wife. <laughs> and running he is batting against, so far above average. So far above average. Speaking, He's kind of in a different sport. I think, yeah, we're both men who speak as gentlemen who no are batting question. well above average. No question, Andy. But he is batting even further above average than we are, John. Which is really <laughs> saying something. <laughs> and running against him, the socialist candidate, Francois Hollande. Uh, interestingly, the socialist candidate was actually supposed to have been Dominique Strauss-Kahn until that whole legal misunderstanding of exactly how New Yorkers traditionally tip maids in hotels. <laughs> Uh, that incident and all the revelations that came after it meant that uh, Dominique Strauss-Kahn's political goose wasn't just cooked, it was force-fed, slaughtered and had its liver served up as a delicacy. <laughs> the revelations are too many and too shady to go into here, but to sum them up, it seems that Dominique Strauss-Kahn's watch seems to have been permanently stuck at banger clock for the last <laughs> 20 years. So... The French people enjoyed their first and only presidential debate of the season, where Sarkozy and Hollande argued like two French people sitting at the table next to you in a restaurant fighting over who was going to pay the bill. <laughs> and my favourite part of the election was that before, before the election, a great clip came out of Francois Hollande's mother talking about him as a little boy. She said, he used to say something that always made us laugh. When I grow up, I'll be president. We didn't believe that at all, and still don't. <laughs> <laughs> to, to which Hollande presumably said, Oh, wow, thanks for your support, Mom. You really don't need to be a psychologist to work out what has driven his career in politics, Andy. I'm surprised he didn't open his victory speech with, See? I fucking did it, Mother! Now are you proud of me? <laughs> Why are you proud of me? I just want you to be proud of me. Um, he'd um, played heavily on his uh, Man of the People credentials, um, but uh, and ha having promised to only travel by train, he celebrated victory by spending the evening in his hometown of Toul, then, um, which is a good town for a politician to come from, then popped in a £12,000-an-hour private jet uh, and flew to Paris. Now, this, uh, of course, was probably logistically necessary, given the tight time constraints, but it was immediately jumped on by his critics as being the new world record fastest-ever reenactment of George Orwell's Animal Farm. <laughs> he was accused of being a champagne socialist, or as they say in France... Celui qui comme avec ses expressions en espagnol de la mode de socialisme et tous ses idées idées politiques ainsi au même temps son joyeux de coiffer à la bouble boublière de la meilleure bouteille de champagne dans sa bouche française qu'il utilise pour la commestation de la baguette et le fromage l'oignon et le garlic froid et du bicyclette comme chemise stripée. Not the most concise people linguistically, John. That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> the, uh, the general sense of celebration in France seemed not so much to be that uh, Francois Hollande was now president, it's that Sarkozy was now not. Uh, <laughs> president, uh, president Hollande polled just under 52% of the votes and the turnout was a massive 80%. 
there were instant concerns from global markets that France was about to become a lot more French, as the market <laughs> seemed to have viewed the election as being a battle between Sarkozy, embodying a modern, competitive, industrial nation, and Hollande, representing a nation sitting around in cafes all day chomping on croissants. <laughs> they, they seem concerned that Hollande is going to return France to the 12-hour work week and a retirement age of 35. <laughs> and if that's true, then frankly, France made the right choice, Andy. You don't go to visit France to see the them speed walking to work like it's Tokyo. <laughs> you go to see them leaning on a wall, shrugging at accordion music. That is just a fact. I think also, you know, we've looked at the uh, speed walking to work driven economies in recent years, and perhaps the croissant-driven right. economy right. is the way forward for the world. How did that work out for everyone? <laughs> now you're tired and you're broke. <laughs> He's promised massive tax hikes uh, for the wealthiest uh, French people. Uh, 75% for anyone earning over 1 million euros, which with the uh, euro collapsing as a currency, is now equivalent to £820,000 or $1.3 million. That's roughly £810,000 now in today's money, or $1.15 million. Uh, only really applies this to anyone earning over £1 million or £755,000 prompting fears that France's wealthiest could flock to London and provoke a catastrophic run on London's limited supply of baguettes. <laughs> now, it's quite a brave move. There's not many leaders, uh, even uh, given what's happened to the economy uh, in the headlong rush for unearned wealth, not many leaders have had the uh, have dared to say, excuse me, the rich, but since we're all a bit strapped for cash at the moment, is there any chance that you could just fork out a little bit more for a little while, given that you have built your wealth in this country? on the efforts of people in this country, and while things are tough, <laughs> maybe you could prevail, we could prevail on you to stump up a little bit more, to which the rich would reply, uh, Sandra, could you just check uh, the prices of flights to the Cayman Islands? I'm sorry, Monsieur Hollande, I'm, <laughs> ro- I'm absolutely right on board with this. How much were you thinking? 75%. Sandra, can you check the price of property in the Cayman Islands, please? Mr Hollande, I would absolutely love to help out, but unfortunately I have now left the country. I have <laughs> left the country. <laughs> In his concession speech, Sarkozy wished good luck to President Hollande with the, the glint in his eye of a man who has seen a breakdown of recent French finances. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, if you need me, I'll be at home ignoring your calls. Uh, one of Hollande's campaign pledges was to rework the deal on government debt in member countries, uh, in EU member countries. And uh, apparently German Chancellor Angela Merkel called him the night of the election to congratulate him and tell him that that was not going to happen. <laughs> that... That literally might have been all she said in that phone call before hanging up. Uh, hi, Francois. Uh, it's Angela. Just wanted uh, to say, well, huge congratulations on becoming president. Uh, oh, uh, one more thing. Shove your renegotiation up your ass, Frenchie. Have a great night. Click. <laughs> Sarkozy has insisted that he is not sorry that he has lost the presidency, showing in defeat that rather than being out of touch, as some said he was, he can still, when the mood is right, say what ordinary French people are thinking. And Hollande immediately stated that he would pursue alternatives to the austerity packages that are currently being forced onto Europe. Those austerity packages, very much the bullets to the torso that have proved so effective at waking up the European economic corpse. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see how that works. Yeah. A well, feather in the well, ear, that, perhaps, I don't know. It won't work, because the Germans won't have it, Andy. Yeah. And if the Germans won't have it, it's not going to happen. I, Ch- think, Chancellor Merkel, I think history has proved that time and again, John. Yeah, and they've got a track record. <laughs> Chancellor Merkel warned that there is no magic bullet to resolve the debt crisis, <laughs> but that there was an actual bullet for anyone who tried to break a deal that they'd made. You break the deal, I break your legs. 
collection news now. And look, I've said it before, Andy, I'll say it again. Greece invented democracy, and if you judge what's happening in Greece right now, it seems they are intent on destroying it. <laughs> the Greeks seem to have looked at the French idea of renegotiating their European debt deal and said, hey, let's do that. <laughs> hey, EU, uh, we'll see your crippling austerity measures and we'll raise you absolutely none of those. How does that sound? <laughs> How does absolutely none of them sound? Things are pretty miserable in Greece right now, and under the economic deal that they struck, or that was struck for them, things are set to remain that way for around the next 20 years. And in a depressing tango as old as time, the far right has risen from the economic morass like a shaved-headed phoenix from a mountain of shit. <laughs> the ultra-nationalist party Golden Dawn, about the least accurate name for that party imaginable, <laughs> they're more like a murky dusk or a gloomy nightmare won a vote share of around 7% in Greece, catapulting the party from appropriate obscurity to winning 21 seats in Parliament. Since last week's election, TV and internet pictures have come out of uh, party members in heavy metal makeup, splashed with fake blood, brandishing hunting knives, making Nazi-style salutes, or smiling next to an Auschwitz oven. Linked to racist attacks on immigrants, Golden Dawn says it wants to seal Greek borders with landmines, and its election flyers promise to rid the country of their stench. Andy, if Solon, Plato, Pericles and Aristotle were to be transported to Greece now... <laughs> They would feel like parents returning home early from vacation to see that their house has been trashed by a party their teenagers had that got out of hand. What the f*** happened here? We're, we were only away for 2,000 years. What the f*** have you done to this place? Wait, who are those morons with swastikas? Please tell me this is a joke. Please tell me that you didn't use democracy to actually give these pricks any power. What the f*** is wrong with you? And... Holy shit, what happened to the Parthenon? <laughs> you trashed it! How do you not take care of a building like that? And why aren't any of you wrestling? And why isn't everyone naked? What the f*** has happened to this country? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Calm down. This is still the most powerful country in the world, right? <laughs> what do you mean, no? Who is then? What the f*** is America? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But the name Greece is still synonymous with the greatest minds in human history, correct? <laughs> Please tell me that you haven't even trashed the greatness of our reputation. We're still the philosopher kings, right? What are you looking at your feet for? <laughs> Look me in the eye and tell me what Greece is most famous for. I beg your pardon? <laughs> what the f*** is a moussaka? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Now do go and tell all your friends, enemies and other acquaintances about this show. Uh, ideally, if you've enjoyed it. Otherwise, please keep quiet. Well, why are you still listening? Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. 
God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs> 